How's everyone doing? Amen. It's a, I love I love the overcast. I don't know what it, about the overcast, but this morning when I woke up and opened up my, my blinds and just, just stood there and just said, thank you, God. You know, as you look at the fall, the color of the leaves and the dew and just that, that cozy feeling, it just always just warms my heart. And I just, I love the changing of the seasons. Amen. I love uh, how God just demonstrates his love and his care for this for this earth, amen, and how he, how he brings it through the cycles of life, just like he brings us through cycles of life and, and keeps us going and, and motivates us. And we have our winters and falls and springs of our hearts, but God is always there, always there, amen, amen. I want you to be in prayer for Pastor Sam and Sister Glenda. They, they lost their precious sister this week, and we want to get, keep them lifted up as they uh, travel back home. Amen. Their sister had uh, been diagnosed with cancer and had been battling it for 32 years. Amen. So we celebrate the time God gave her here on earth with her family, with her friends. Amen. That he sustained her. But this morning, you know, as I was sharing with them, this is her first Sunday in heaven. Oh, my goodness. You know, to just stand in the presence of God and sing holy, 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 amen. To stand with the angels and her father and her mother and, oh my goodness, just it excites my heart to know that she was saved, amen. That she loved God, that she had a relationship with him and that she can stand and worship him without the pain of, of, of her earthly body, amen. But she's a new vessel. Hallelujah, God. So we thank you for her life. And we will keep you all in prayer as you travel, amen, to celebrate her, amen, and release her. She's already in the heavenlies, amen, but just to celebrate the life that she lives and the memories that she lives for each one of you. So keep them in prayer and keep Elder Annie in prayer. Her, her youngest son had a heart attack. He is recovering, but I tell you, there are just so many things that are going on in the ministry, in our lives, and with our families, you know, things just keep going. I mean, life keeps going, and tragedies happen, and, and victories happen, and celebrations happen, but we know that God is in control. Amen? Amen. I also want to just thank you all for last week. Amen. For just the appreciation shown to me. I was just blown away. Uh, as y'all know, Pastor and I, we really didn't get into that. We had just such a horrible experience once at a church prior that we just kind of like, we're good, <laughs> you know. But it's just, it's just thank you for your gifts, for your, for your uh, kindness, for the gift cards, for the cash, for just loving on me, amen. Because sometimes, you know, as a pastor, and now that I sit in, the, in a senior pastor's shoes, I understand a lot of things that I just didn't quite understand with my husband. But now that I stand in those shoes, I'm just like, man. This is a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. But it's just good to know that I have a church that is behind me, a church that, that has come around me. Amen. So I celebrate you. I celebrate every pastor that is in the house, every pastor that helps hold the weight, every member, every elder, every minister that just helps hold the weight. And I just want you to know we're going to make it. We are going to make it. Amen. And so that's kind of, I'm wavering between what, what I have, what the Lord has told me this morning because me and God have been having some deep, 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 deep conversations, which is exciting for me because I really haven't been in the mood to talk to God. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, well, um, not today. <laughs> but this past week, um, 
I really just started pressing in and saying, God, I got to get out of this funk. And the love you all expressed last week just really lifted me. So I so appreciate you all. I told myself I wouldn't get up here and start. <laughs> I really appreciate you all for just hanging in there with me. Amen. For the love that you have for each other for this house, for the vision that God has uh, given us. And so God has really just been dealing with me. And this has started maybe about two, three weeks ago. Well, it's been continual. I finally just said, okay, God, <laughs> okay, I'm going to listen because I'll listen and then I'll just revert into my, you know, depression and woe is me type attitude. But um, the Lord put me on the potter's wheel. And this time, I surrendered. And so I want to just encourage us all. Man, life is crazy. <laughs> life brings what life brings. But when you allow God to just really put his hands on you, he will make you over again. And I'm really feeling like God is lifting me up, amen, that God is healing my heart, of course I'm going to cry, of course I'm going to remember, but the memories have changed to more of a thank you, instead of a oh what am I going to do, and so as I've been on this Potter's will, I just felt the love of God just come over me these last few weeks. Um, and I just, just want to tell the worship team, thank you. You're, you're, you know, I just, I just feel the alignment coming in the house. The songs that were offered in worship just really spoke to where I am and where, I'm, where, where God is, has had me. And um, just to know that God's love never fails. It never fails, no matter what we're going through. We can always rest assured that his love never fails, even when we don't even feel his presence or we don't want to feel his presence or we get ourselves into these situations where we're just curled up in a fetal position. His love is still there. He still loves us. He still cares for us. And so his love, it just never falters or changes. Amen? And I just thank God that I am finally in a place where I'm hearing him. I mean, I've heard him, but maybe it's that I'm trusting him again. You know, we can act like we're just so holy, so righteous. I go to church. I do this. I pay my tithes, yada, yada. You know, we can, we can, we can perform. We can act like we're Christians. We can, we can 
do all the things that, are, that we are supposed to do, all the things that God expects of us or what we expect people to think of us. But deep down in the recesses of our hearts, there's some pains, there's some issues that have to be molded, amen? That have to be reshaped, that have to be reformed. And so this morning, I just want to look at the potter's house, uh, at the Jeremiah, when he went down to, when the Lord directed him to go down to the potter's house. And the title of the sermon is just, Lord, make me over. Amen, amen. So we are going to be reading uh, from Jeremiah 18, chapter 1 through 10. And bear with me because I had one of those mornings. I switched purses, put my keys and my phone and everything in the new purse, went downstairs, sat it down, get out to the car, and was like, where's, where's, why, where are my keys? Where's my phone? So 10 minutes of running up and down the stairs, running around the house, I finally <laughs> found them, ran out the door, and forgot my Bible. <laughs> so I have this very um, small print. So I'm going to take my glasses off because I can't see. Amen. Can we just stand? You know, the word of the Lord. Oh, that's not helping either. Okay. Amen. Thank you, sis. Because, oh, I don't. Where your magnifying glass at? Wow. Okay. Amen. Reading from Jeremiah chapter 18, we're going to read from verses 1 to, t 1 to 10. And it says, The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will let you hear my words. So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was working at his will, and the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand, and he reworked it into another vessel, as it seemed good to the, good to the potter to do. Then the word of the Lord came to me, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter has done, declares the Lord? Behold, like the clay in the pot of the potter's hands, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. If at any time I declare concerning a nation or a kingdom, concerning restoration, concerning you, that I will pluck up and break down and destroy it, and in the... If and if that nation concerning which I have spoken turns from its evil, I will relent from the disaster that I intended to do to it. And if at any time I declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will build up and plant it, and if it does evil in my sight, not listening to my voice, then I will relent to the good that I intended to do to it. Amen. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. Amen. Amen. Oh, so God is, uh, our God is such a good God. And the goal of God is a relationship with us. Amen. The creation of Adam and Eve was a relationship. He created them for relationship. He, re he created them to, to do the things on earth that he had foresaw, that he wanted to be done. So God created us for a loving relationship with him, to pursue the things of God, to do what God has called us to do, to be and become. And he expects that love to be reciprocated, amen? 
He, expect, he expects, ex, expects us to love like he loves, to walk this earth like his son walked this earth, to do the things that he has called us to do. And so for many of us, we know our callings, amen? We know where we're gifted, whether it's in business, whether it's in, in uh, agriculture, wh whatever your gift is, whether it's in preaching, whether it's in worship, whether it's in writing songs, whatever the gift that God has given to you is to be used for his glory, amen? Not for our selfish gain, not for, not for us to be lifted up, but for the name of Jesus to be lifted up and for his kingdom purposes to come forth. And so God continues to, to pursue this, this loving relationship. After all, we were created in his image, amen? We, we have the breath of God within us, the Ruach, and that we should not struggle as we do. For me, this message is for me. I should not be struggling at the age of 61 with the things that I'm struggling with if my relationship with God is right, if my relationship with God is trusting, because God has given it all to me, amen? He's giving me love, he's giving me peace, joy, understanding, but I'm not reciprocating that, and that's what we've been, me and God have been discussing <laughs> over these past few weeks, is that God, I apologize for just losing it, because I, I had lost it. And I was like, Lord, I don't, I don't want to be in this state anymore. I get these spurts of joy and spurts of happiness and spurts of understanding. And then as soon as I, you know, get ready to start moving forth, here comes the enemy, just like he does with us, you know. He comes and attacks in so many different ways. It could be simply driving into my neighborhood and, or it just could be the simplest things that trigger me. And I was like, God, I'm tired of being triggered. I want to do what you called me to do. And I know that a lot of it for me was just learning to trust again, learning to trust God with my heart again. And so I just said, you know what? I began to just remember, remember what God has done for me. And if you all are not coming out on Wednesday nights, let me tell you something, you are missing, <laughs> woo, you are missing uh, some key nuggets Pastor Alethea has been taking us through the fruits of the Spirit, and I think that's probably what started triggering a lot of, a lot of this, just walking through the fruits of the Spirit and saying, Katani, are you really emanating those things? Are you love, joy, peace, patience? Uh-uh, no. <laughs> you know, and just, just re-digging into that ground in my heart and saying, God, I, I want to I ex exude the gifts of the Spirit, Lord. I want to be peaceful. I want patience. I want joy. I want temp my temperance to be where it used to be. And God's like, I'm not taking you back where you used to be. God is saying, I'm taking you to another level. And, I, and it's like he put his hand out and said, just come on, trust me. Trust me. So I decided to just take some time because I'm busy. I'm way too busy. And I know that I'm too busy. But really just get into the presence of God. Turn the TV off. Delete the recordings, because I'm like, oh, let me go home and watch this. Let me delete it, survive, all that stuff. Just, just stop spending your evenings watching TV and falling asleep. But really just begin to, to set my evenings into the presence of God, sitting in the presence of God, sitting on that potter's wheel, 
and just allowing him to just hold me and, and shake me and make me to who I am. So in the book of Ephesians 5, 1 through 2, it says, Since you are God's dear children, you must try to be like him. Your life must be controlled by love, just as Christ loved us and gave his life for us as a sweet smelling offering and a sacrifice that pleases God. And I was asking the Lord, I said, Lord, I know my, my, I'm not smelling too sweet right now. I'm not, I'm not, there's a lot of mm coming out of me. And, you know, you could just smell yourself right now and just say, is, it, is there a sweet savor coming out of me? Am I emanating a sweet savor? When people look at me, do they, do they want to be around me? Do they, they want to, to receive what I have? And I was just like, God, I don't even want to receive. I don't even want to receive. I'm tired of myself. I don't even want to receive myself at this point in life. And God began to tell me that I got you. I got you. It's okay. You've been through a lot, okay? <laughs> Your husband died. You had surgery. Now your knee hurts worse than it hurt after before the surgery. And, you know, just life. You got the church. You got the building project. You got the academy. And I would just go home, and I would just be like, you know, I would just like literally just fall into the bed and just begin to just scream out to the Lord, you know, what am I going to do and how am I going to do that? But, you know, once in this passage of scripture of, of, of that God is taking Jeremiah, uh, giving Jeremiah this vision, there's just so much in it. I don't really know where to begin, but there's just so many pieces that the Lord was beginning to show me. You know, we are just like the Israelites. I know I am like, you know. You can open up the dictionary, put Israelite, and my face will be right there because I'm just so wishy-washy. I'm, I'm up one day and down the other. I'm obeying one day and disobeying the other. Um, but just like the Israelites, we as a body of Christ, we as the house of restoration, we, we're sitting on the cups of our promises from God, sitting at the cups. You know, it's just like it took them 40 years to get to cross over. They stayed right there at the border looking at their promises, looking at what God had, all that God had for them. They had heard the, the, they had heard the divine scriptures. They had seen all the things their forefathers had done, and they were sitting right there at the cuffs, sitting at the border, looking over and longing, amen, for God to do what he said he was going to do. And God says, I've already done it. I've already done it. And so for me, it's like Katani, cross over. Cross over again. Because I'll cross over, and next thing I know, I'm backtracking. We cross over and we backtrack. We, we, we step into the promises of God, then we get nervous, we get scared, we don't see where the resources are coming, and we, we retreat. And God was telling me, Katani, stop retreating. Just put one foot into the other, front the other, and just keep moving forward. So as we're looking at this passage of scripture in Jeremiah, um, just a little bit of literary context. Jeremiah was known as a weeping prophet. Everybody, most Bible scholars know that he was known as a weeping prophet. Jeremiah was uh, a prophet who had to deliver some really hard messages to, uh, to the Israelites. And this is one of the ninth messages that he is revealing to them. See, the Israelites had once again become comfortable in who they were, had become comfortable in their accomplishments, became comfortable in their lifestyle. They were fruitful. They were multiplying. They were prosperous. They were living in a great 
state of, of life. There were no complaints because all that, their, the, all that their forefathers had done, they were reaping the benefits of Abraham's blessing. They were reaping the benefits of the saints of old, and they were in a really financial good place. There were just no complaints to be had. And they had become so self-centered that they were forsaking God again, just like we do. We get comfortable in our ways, and we often forget it's God who brought me here. This God who brought, got me to this point. And so as these Israelites were once again just doing what they do, falling away from the Lord, living life the way they want it to, God tells Jeremiah, I, I need you to address these situations. So if you read the entire book of Jeremiah, you will see where Jeremiah is putting some heavy stuff on them. And what is their reaction? Lord, go sit down. We're good. We don't want your God. We're fine. I, I don't want none of that because, you know, I got my cattle on a thousand hills. I got my 40 acres and a mule. I'm doing well. So you can keep all that. I don't need your God. And so as, as they're rejecting what God is saying, God gives Jeremiah this, this prophecy in chapter 18 uh, where he is calling them to repentance. So Jeremiah was tasked to go and pluck up and break down and expose the rebellious, prideful, hard-hearted nation of Israel, but at the same time, build them up and let them know that God loved them. Let them know that there's a better way. Let them know that God wanted nothing but the best for them. So this was, like I said, it was his ninth message in which he goes up and God directs him to go down to the potter's house. And so as he goes to the potter's house, it says, the word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will let you hear my words. What's, what's significant in that, those first two verses is that God is directing him to go to the potter's house, and God says, and I'm going to speak to you. So all I need you to do is just stand and observe. I don't need you to put your input in it or anything. And that's a lot with us. God gives us directions, and we, go, we begin to go out, and we begin to follow those directions. But then we start adding to the narrative of what, what we see or what we think we should, you know, what we, what we need to add into it. But here it is, Jeremiah just stands and he observes the potter. He, reserve, he, he just looks in and he just observes what he's doing. And then, so in verse 3, he says, so I went down to the potter's house, and there he was working at his wheel. And the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand, and he reworked it into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to do. So here we have Jeremiah going down and looking into this maybe window or door or, or entryway of the potter, and he sees the potter on the wheel. And if anybody, well, most of us have, have seen uh, a potter at work. My uncle was a potter, -er, a potter, -er, and oftentimes I would go and he would, be, he would be working the wheel. He would, he would be working the potter's wheel. He had, he was foot would be turning the wheel and he would be molding. And he only had one hand, but he made some of the most beautiful sculptures, most beautiful bowls. And a lot of times I, he would ask me to go and take the clay. And what I would do, he had a wire. And so he would just have me 
cut, pushing that clay through this wire to take out the air pockets. And, and I would be preparing, preparing the potter for him, but he had to remove all the air pockets, as many as he could. And a lot of times when I would, as a child, and I would, you know, slide it through that, that wire, there would be big holes within it, big air pockets. And so he would always have me working it, and he would sometimes let me get on the potter's wheel and try to, to form, you know, the bowls. And so I kind of have an understanding of what a potter does and how a potter forms, because if there's an air pocket in that clay, it's going to ruin the vessel. It's going to, it's going to, uh, it won't cure right. It won't, it won't take, it'll, it'll, it oftentimes will just break as it's being cured in the fire. And so Jeremiah is there and as he is watching him work the wheel, amen? And the wheel is, is kind of significant of life circumstances, the, the circumstances in life that we go through. It's, it's those places in our, in our life where God forms and shapes. It's those places that we've traveled to. It's, it's those places that God has said, let me remake, let me remold, let me put you in the right direction. Let me, let, allow me to grab a hold of you. And that, that, as that wheel is spinning, sometimes it's spinning at a slower speed. Sometimes it picks up and it spins at a higher speed. But that wheel is what's shaping you. That wheel is performing the work uh, that God needs to, to remove out of you. So the wheel of God's, the wheel of God's promises and purpose and providence are in the hands of the master. And he's working it together for our good. Amen. We see that in Romans 8 and 28. All things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purposes. But sometimes God has to get in there, amen, and begin to remove the impurities of our life. Um, he has, it's just not by chance that we become who we become. It's a lot of times circumstances that get us into the situations that we are in. And although it feels good at the moment, further down the road, God is like, I, I never asked you to do that. I never asked you to pursue that. So now I have to put you back on the potter's wheel. And have to, he begins to just rotate us, amen, take us back through life, take us back through those things and remove us. And one of the, the, the beautiful things when a potter is working, there, he has to apply quite a bit of water to keep that clay pliable. And water, we know, is the word of God. Amen? And so as, as you're going through, through life, God is applying the word of God to, uh, to those areas of your life where you might think, oh, this is, this is fine. I can go ahead and do this. You know, I feel like God is saying, go ahead and do this. And we're using our human thinking, and God is like, no, always apply the word to what I tell Always look for confirmation in my word. So as the potter is working and he's adding the word of God and he's spinning that wheel and that, that, that molded clay is, is coming together, he's pulling impurities out of it. One of the things that um, I'm realizing is that, you know, I have a lot of impurities in me. <laughs> There's just a lot of junk that's, that's resting in, in the depths of my heart that God is really beginning to remove. So this past week, probably about last week, I was um, listening and, and look, looking for my journal, and I couldn't find it. I knew it. It was downstairs, but I have so many journals. I just happened to grab one of my other journals. And I began to read back in that journal from 2014. And I just said, Katani, I know this that you wrote in 2014, you are not still dealing with some of this stuff. 
And I began to say to myself, good Lord, this is 2014. We're in 2022. Father, like, what, what, this is almost like eight years, 22 minus four. Yeah, about eight years back. Why am I still, you know, dealing with some of these things? And that's when the Lord really began to say, because you won't stay on the wheel. You simply refuse to stay on the wheel. And so as I was, you know, feeling God churning and I felt God's hands upon me, I really just began to repent and say, okay, God, there are some things here that I, I'm totally ready. I'm ready, whatever it takes to deal with. And so God began to deal with me. Um, and I received the fact that, you know, I'm the clay. I am that clay. We are that clay. And God wants to mold us and make us and reshape us into what he wants. God is the potter and we are the clay. So this morning, I just want to invite you to go to the potter's house. At some point this week, right now if you need to, go to the potter's house and begin to just sit on the wheel. Amen? Now, as you sit there, you've got to allow him to begin to mold you and shape you. Amen? There's a lot of slapping, amen, of that clay. There's a lot of molding of that clay. There's a lot of pain that, that, that happens with that clay. But that clay in Jeremiah really represented the house of Israel. It, if you look at verse, it really, verse 6, it really represented the house of Israel. We know that clay is what God created man out of dirt. Essentially, clay is, is a form of dirt. God uh, uh, made man out of clay. And for me, I was just sitting there looking like, God wants to recreate me again. God wants to restructure me again. God wants to put the word of life back in me again. And so just as the clay represents the house of Israel, Israel was dug out of Egypt and brought into Canaan to the great potter's house where he desired to work in, in his people and for his people. So like Israel, we have been taken out of the clay, the pit of clay of darkness and slavery, and brought into the kingdom as dear children, as dear sons and daughters, that he might fashion us after his own image. The clay is the raw material. We are that clay. We are that raw material. Amen. Just as God scooped up that clay and created Adam, he's saying, I want to remake you again. There's so many things in your life, so many places you have walked through, so many situations that you have gone through that there's so much impurity in us that I want to remake you. And the only way I can do that is by applying water, applying the word into your life, allowing and you allowing me to reshape, remold you. Now, I've gone back into some pretty serious places in my heart to where I've said, you know what, God, not only bold me, but let's, let's go for the root. <laughs> let's, let's go for, for the gusto of, of, of my issues. And as God is, is uh, reshaping me and remolding me, I'm reading letters that I had wrote to my parents. I'm reading things that I had done because I had started the work. It wasn't like I hadn't started the work. I had started the work um, and just saying to myself, how in the world did I allow this to reroot? How did I, the end world did I allow these situations to to grow enough roots to grab hold and begin to choke me out again? So God is saying to us this morning, you know, we have to go into the the deep recesses of our heart, Amen, and begin to really let God make us over. Just say, Lord, make me over. 
Lord, make me over. Paul puts it this way in Ephesians 28 and, and 10, you know, that we are his workmanship. We are created by God. We are his vessels. We are his chosen, that God has so much for us to do and wants to do so much through us. Um, being in kingdom, God, uh, being in the kingdom of God, we are responsible to carry out the things that he's called us to do. And so this past week, you know, as, as, as I have been on that potter's wheel and just asking God, God, am I the one? Like, seriously, me? <laughs> you got to be kidding, right? <laughs> just asking God, what, what is it, Father God, that you want the house of restoration to do? And he's like, I've already told you. It's in your name. <laughs> it's in your name. I want you to be a ministry that is restorative. And you're doing that. We're restoring homeless people. We're restoring each other. God is saying, everything that I've called for you to do, to be and become, has already begun. And stop letting your sorrow and grief dictate what I've already said is going to be done. And so as I begin to just say, yes, Lord, I receive it, you know, take away doubt, take away fear, take away worry from me, Lord. And just the other day, I had to send some information over to uh, the developers. We are about to uh, go and interview for a $66 million grant to build the homeless or to build the affordable housing. And I'm just nervous, like, Lord, what am I going to say to these people? What do I need to do, you know? <laughs> like, me? Like, and I'm just like, oh, my God, Felix, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Speak to me. Put it in my head. You know, and I'm just, I was just so nervous. And the Spirit of God came over me, and he said, the work is already done. The work is already done pastor had started the work, he says, and why do you feel that you're not worthy enough to carry it out? Why are you freaking out thinking, okay, Brenda, you're, you're going to have to talk to these people because I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. And the Lord just began to just say, you know what? I'm going to take that fear out of your heart. He says, restoration is about to blow up, not in a like you know, we're just this mega church doing things, but blow up in the spirit realm. Blow up in the things that God has called us to do. And part of, my, part of my on the wheel is like, just allow God to do what God does and stop worrying about you, basically, failing, basically. <laughs> uh, where the enemy is telling me, oh, you're not educated enough. You didn't finish seminary. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. You know, you get up and your word is just all over the place. And God is saying, look, baby, I, when you hand that over to me, we will, we will deal with all of those little infractions. He says, but when we align up with the spirit, when we align up with the word of God, God is about to do something great in this place, great in this house. Amen. And it, it's not just, just, it's not coming through me. It's coming through the wholeness of us. It's coming through our body. As we were, were, were uh, as I was speaking about, uh, not last week, the week before last, talking about the Macedonia church and how because of their love for God, because of their obedience to God, because they came and got a revelation of who God was, how they were so blessed by God. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't um, they didn't lack anything in their church. People were being healed. 
People were being saved. They were, they were modeling that Acts 2 church because they got a revelation of God. They had a relationship with God. They allowed God to work within them. They weren't just coming and having church. And so this morning, I just want us to know that restoration is changing. Amen? It might be on the slow. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like it's on the slow cycle. But I'm not here to have church. I really am not. I'm not here to have busy bee clubs. I'm not here to do annual days. I'm not here to do church stuff. I'm here to do the will of the Father, the work of the Holy Spirit. And when I hear and listen to our praise team bringing in revelant worship, amen, revelant word coming forth, revelant Bible study being, uh, being spoken on Wednesday night, life changing things. I know that that's just God remolding and reshaping the house of restoration to become and do all that it has, that he has called it to do. You know, just to see people coming onto our campus don't have anything. And then hearing about their, their, they got vouchers, they got homes to live in, they, they're moving forward in life. It's the things that God has called us to do, to be a restorative church, but we cannot be a restorative church if we ourselves will not get on the wheel, amen? If we ourselves are not restored, don't try to restore somebody and you got issues going on in your, in your own life. It absolutely, it makes no sense for you to speak the word of God and not live the word of God. And I think for a lot of us, we can speak it. Amen. We know the scriptures. We know just what to say, and we will encourage someone. But when we go home, we face the same issues of our life. And I'm just, I just simply told God, I'm just tired of returning back to the same situations. And so we have to understand that the potter is the Lord himself. Amen. That he says, behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in mine, O house of Israel, O house of restoration, O members and body of restoration. The Lord himself is a potter. It is possible for us to move to the next level, amen? It is possible for us to do what God has called us to do. We look around and we see empty, we see empty chairs, we see... Uh, uh, a lower attendance, in-person attendance, but God is saying, I am still here. I am still with you. It doesn't matter. I can take just a few and turn this city upside down. And I believe that God is going to use us to turn this city upside down. Amen. That, th that we will be the house that sits on a hill. Amen. We will be a place of refuge for those people that need to be healed. And there's many of us sitting in these chairs right now that need that healing, that need to get onto the potter's wheel and, and, and allow him to shape us, allow him to, to remake us, amen, so that we can be vessels of use, vessels that are of use to him. If you read on to chapter 19 and you see where these Israelites, where these, these, this house of Judah was just like, I'm good, we're fine. I don't, I don't, Jeremiah, shut up, basically. They were just like, oh, just be quiet. 
and to the point to where they shackled him. They, they, they shackled him, put him, put him in a shackles and just didn't want to hear what, they, what, what he was saying. And the Lord had said, I will take those vessels, I will take your vessels, and I will throw them to the ground. I will destroy everything that you think you've accomplished, everything that you've worked so hard for. I, in the blink of an eye, can destroy it. And I'm like, God, I know that you have called us to do a work, great work. And even though pastor has passed, that you do not want to, to see it just, just demolished. But God, that you're going to use us, amen? You're going to use us to do a great work. You're going to use us to rebuild the city walls, amen? You're going to use us as you did Nehemiah to go and rebuild what is broken, amen? To, to be like David and take down Goliath, to be like Joseph and save a nation. God wants to use us. Those same giftings and callings that were in the saints of old are in us. There are some of us in here that are called to greater, higher, mightier things, amen? And all we need to do is just get on the wheel and say, God, roll me, shape me. Take me out of the equation, Lord. Put your spirit down within my soul so that I can be used by you, so that I can become that vessel, that person, that child of God that has a deep relationship with you, Father God. And even when I need to revisit the potter's will because I've gotten out of alignment, that I will allow you to do, those, to do that for me. So the vessel that he made, that he was making was marred. And it just simply means that there was something in there that God didn't, allow, didn't want, didn't allow that something had entered into our spirits, something had, had grifted us. There was, maybe it was a sin issue. Maybe it was just, for me, it was just like a loss of trust, a loss of belief. But God said, I'm, I'm the potter. And he began to mold, amen? He began to make us. He marred it. He took it all the way down. And I really feel like God has just said, Katani, poosh. Just like, girl, you are just too much, okay? And just smashed, you know, smashed me in every area of my life. Probably still some more, some more smashing to do because my brain just continues to try and figure everything out. But he just, he just said, you ready? And he just began to just push and prod and pull and just began to, to mold me again. And so this week I have just been feeling the presence of God in my life. Amen. Feeling the hunger. I mean, I am, and still am, at three o'clock, I am up. It's like a, my timer goes off, my spiritual timer goes off. And now instead of just laying there, like, oh, do I want to really, <laughs> do I want to go up? Because I usually will go sit in my, my loft and just, you know, allow the Lord to wash me, allow the Lord to speak to me. And now I'm feeling like, God, I don't even want to go to sleep. Like, God, I just want to be in your presence and just filling God because I've allowed him to begin the process, amen, of just restoring my soul, restoring my sight, restoring my, 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 um, restoring my vision again. And um, God, God, God is just saying that, you know, there's nothing that I can do to move forward without him. I cannot tell the potter what to do with me. And I have really been telling God, okay, so we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And, you know, pastor wanted this and that. And he's like, pastor's gone, honey. <laughs> I'm speaking to you in a new and a fresh way. Right. 
I want to take restoration in another direction. Not that what Pastor was doing was wrong. Not at all. But I am creating something new. Amen? God wants to create something new in each and every one of us. That we can take the memory, amen, of the old and take that, that, those steps that were made to get us to this point, but we're at the cusp. We're at the border of Canaan, and God is saying, I want you to cross over and not retreat, because I've crossed over and retreated about every day, every day. Okay, God, we're going to do this today, and I'll get, <laughs> by the time I drive from my house to here, I'm just like, Oh my goodness, what, what, you know, the enemy has just attacked me in so many ways. But God is like, you all are on the cusp. And so the word of the Lord this morning is, it's to allow God to make you over. Allow him to make you over. Allow him to get into the, the core of your heart. Open it up and allow him to do what he needs to do. God is such a gentleman. He is not going to throw himself. He is not going to force himself to you. But God says, through your surrender and through your obedience to me, I will make you anew. So this morning, I'm just telling you and pleading with you to take, make a visit to the potter's wheel. Amen. This week, right now, today, take the moment to be with God. You know, we can, we can talk about it. For me, I'm I, like I said, I, you know, usually up at three o'clock in the morning and I'm in, on my face before the Lord and that it's been so sporadic. It's just like, mm, yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I'm not feeling it today. Yeah, 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 yeah. And God is saying, I don't want that. I don't want that type of offering. I don't need that type of offering. All I really don't even, all I want is you. All I want is just the pureness of your heart. And so getting on that potter's wheel and just closing your mouth and saying, God, this is all on you. I'm going to follow your lead. I'm going to follow your directions. You see, we have these sinful hearts. We have this sinful nature that is within us. And we all must stand and give an account to God at some point in your life. And I am saying today that when I transition to the Father, amen, I don't want him to say, well, show, show a mirror of my life and what could have been. I want him to show a mirror of my life of what happened, how I was obedient to his word, everything that he has created me and called me to do, to be and to become, everything he's created and called you to be and become will come to fruition. It will come forth. And the only way we do that is through complete surrender and complete obedience, staying on course with God staying on course with his words, staying on course what, what he's called us to do. I can't say it enough. Restoration is about to experience the hand of God in a mighty way. This world is about to experience the hand of God in a mighty way. I, I just feel and know that the presence of God is about to re-enter the earth, not that he's totally left, but about to just, just pop off in such a way that people know Okay, that, that, that just doesn't happen. That must be God. So this morning, as we get ready to, uh, to, to go forth in ministry, go forth in what God has called us to do, let us prepare our hearts. Let us allow God to make us over again, 
to make us fresh and to make us anew, to give us back the reverence of teaching and preaching and sharing his word, for loving unconditionally, for allowing him to just go in and remove whatever situations you have going on. God is able, amen? God wants to do all the things that he has whispered in your ear. He wants them to come to fruition. And I am excited that God has called me to pastor this church. And I know that he will give me everything he needs. I thank him for the people that have surrounded me. Amen. The people that are saying, Pastor Kay, let's move forward. I cannot express last Sunday what that meant. Amen. Just letting me know you're not alone. Quit trying to do it all by yourself. Thank you, Amy, for that word that you shared with me. It's been resonating in my soul. God's ready to move. Amen. God's ready to do what he said he was going to do. God's ready to restore. Amen. God's ready to lift us up. God's ready to, to make us known in the city, not for our glory, but for his glory. So when we go next week, or when we go in a couple of weeks to sit in front of these people and watch them uh, 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 give us $66 million to continue the work of the Lord, all praises will go to him. All honor will go to him. Amen. I'm proclaiming it in the mighty name of Jesus that the house of restoration will be a house that heals, that delivers, that miracles are performed in because we're excited about what God has done for us individually. So get on your wheel, amen. Allow God to heal you. Come back and give us your testimony. Come back and share with us so that we can get excited together, amen, and that we can, we can support each other in what God is calling for us to do. Lord, make us over. Father, make us over. Father, I thank you, Lord, that your love for us never ceases, God. Through every circumstance we've gone through, that your spirit is hovering over us, God, just wanting to just land, Father God, wanting to do the things that you've called us to do. So today, Father God, we get on that wheel as clay, clay vessels, Father God, moldable father god in the sight of you father reaching out father surrendering and in obedience to what you called us to do to be and become father we place ourselves in your hands remake us again reshape this house again lord you're already doing it so just get us in alignment for everything that you've gifted us to do to come to fruition Father God, whether it's in the business side, the ministerial side, Father God, the, the community side, God, wherever we fit in, let us fit in together. So as you mold us, we become one, that we rise up from the lump of clay into a vessel that can be used by you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray and we thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. If you would just stand to your feet. Amen. We are going to just...
time to just repent this morning. Amen. So many times we hear a word and we might go home and, and just sit on it. But I believe this morning God is just asking us to just come to the altar. Amen. And just repent. Don't be ashamed to walk up here. Amen. First of all, ain't nobody worried about you. <laughs> Nobody's worried about you. God is the one that's worried about you because God sees the end of your life and he knows the choices you will make. So this morning as we get ready to leave this place, let us just take a moment to repent. Whether you're coming to the altar, whether you're kneeling right where you're at, just take time to repent. Hallelujah, God. Father, this morning we repent. We come before the throne room, Father God. We come before your grace. And Lord, we say thank you for a second chance, God. Thank you, Father God. You have been patient through our complaints. You have been patient through our worries. You've been patient through our concerns. You've been patient through our ups and downs. You've been patient through our unwavering. But God, today you say it is finished. Father God, that we can put all of that to rest and that we can trust in you, Lord. Father God, that it is within us, the power is released within us, Father, to make the change, to make the shift. So Father, we sit on that wheel and we repent to you this morning. Remove, Father God, whatever it is that is blocking your will and blocking your way, God. Father God, when we look at the saints of old, we know, Father, that they all had doubts, that they all had fears, that they all had concerns, just as we. But those surrendered hearts, God, caused David to take down Goliath, God. It caused Joseph to be a resource for the nations, Father God. It called Moses to move the people out of bondage. So, Father God, you're calling us to do the same things. And we repent, God, for doubting. We repent, God, for not trusting. And we repent and say, God, we will do what you said we will do. We will move over forward and we will cross over into destiny. In Jesus' precious name, we pray and we thank you. Amen and amen.